From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Now, here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Phone for the fans, Big Blue Show, Big Blue Roundtable, Super Bowl 56, Los Angeles, Englewood, California, Bengals, Rams, and other football talk here on the stakeholders with uh, you guys and gals, man. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Eager, eager, eager. Back to be, hey, very happy to be back around my own people again, man. Because there's so many false, false fans out there. It's unbelievable. You'll find them in malls. You'll find them on your block. But... <laughs> I know when I come to this forum, I can hear the real deal without any fillers and fluff. So I'm happy as hell. That's what's going on, man. We got a lot to cover, bro. A lot happening in our house. A lot happening uh, um, this week with the Super Bowl and everything, man. It's a lot of things going on. And so, hey, man, hopefully we could we could just use this hour to uh, just bovulate, you know, just get it out, <laughs> cover it. Share thoughts, you know, at the same time, you know how this forum is, man. Very respectful, very pleasing, you know. Um, this is what we do, man. It's the Bleed Blue Show, man. We're going to have a little fun here, mixing and matching. So that's what's going on. I'm feeling good, Steve. I'm feeling good. I tell you, you ain't feeling good, and I'm not going into them. I just want to say I'm not really happy about my Knicks. I'm going to believe it at that. But, I, but other than that, <laughs> we can move on. We can move on. Yeah, yes. As far as them, um, I won't take too long. We had the episode yesterday, fantastic, with the guys and gals on that episode. And we talked about yeah, the trade deadline, and the trade deadline was fantastic today. Uh, over the last pretty much weekend, some change, but today was man, some crazy stuff. I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, on social media, on Twitter, IG, as far as what went down on the rest of the league. And I understand what you say about the Knicks. I, I, I'm shocked at not the lack of moves or whatever from them, but that's the story for another day. But until you win and we'll get the stakeholders on because we don't have a lot of time, um, the okay. other platforms, the hockey and the uh, basketball, they got their Super Bowl picks, and we're going to get the Super Bowl picks from the guys and gals on this episode. So we're going to get right. predictions and preference on day of Super Bowl. We got a, pretty much a landslide right now as far as Saturday. Do you Are you for a Saturday Super Bowl or a Sunday Super Bowl in the future? Right now, all the stakeholders, they don't matter if you were from the hockey episode, the basketball episode, everybody's for Saturday. All right? Do you want to say yours now or you want to save it for the end? I'm going to save it for uh, – no, I'm not. I'm going to give it to you right now. I am not for – I am going to be the deterrent here. I am not for a Saturday Super Bowl. No, I want my squad – I want my teams to play on Sunday. I'm raised on it. I love it. Football is – and church go together. You know what I mean? It's a Sunday situation. No, I don't want no damn Saturday. Saturday for Washington Post. No, no. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Cognac takes better on Saturday, on Sunday than to do on Saturday. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I, I'm going to hold off on mine when I get to the end because I haven't said mine all week. So we'll, we'll get thoughts. But, hey, we got Bengals and Rams. Let's get our thoughts. We're going to have, like, a, what, an extra minute on the timer. And let's, let's be honest, Chris. So we have, we've done this every two weeks, so we haven't really talked much Giants because that's our team first. We talk all, you know, our team first, and then, of course, rest of the league. Feel free to weigh in if you have an opinion on what's going on with the Rooney rule, because I know that's been a big topic with 
giant fans, the media. Um, this is a platform. Sound off. You know, we're not going to get on you for that opinion if you have one. So mix it in with yep. your five, four or five minutes on the Super Bowl matchup because we ask people to at least weigh in on the game. That's why we're here. We talk about the games. We're talking about action on the field. Off the field shit, it kind of carries over onto this platform, and I get it. But we're primarily a what happens on the field type of reaction with fans. I mean, and then, of course, you know, fellowship and shit after that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, mix it in with your four or five minutes and um, let's see Bengals and Rams. Oh, yeah, one more question. And, I, and I'm going to ask, as a matter of fact, everybody who's here on this line, answer this question too, man. When we were on here two weeks ago, did you expect a Bengals-Rams Super Bowl. I mean, now I, I guess I mean I guess we're all going to say no, but I wanted to get everybody's thoughts on that. It's crazy how life works like this. Because give your thoughts on the championship Sunday as well. Let's do it. Let's start with Carl at the C notes on Twitter. The okay. number here nine two nine seven seven four one seven one. Please, Blue Show. Let's do it. Okay, Carl. Roll call. Roll call time. Say hello to the people. Oh, roll call. call. All right, roll call yeah, real quick, Carl. We get right back to you. Roll call. We got to. Are you there? What's happening? Talk to us. Pleasant good evening, gentlemen. Happy uh, happy Super Bowl week. There's been it's been a very quiet week. No controversy. I need somebody to get like arrested between now and Sunday's game just to make things interesting. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need it just like the library, right? So something like there's been no news, like. well, Bill, because you things. That's why. But we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. I'm glad you're here, man. We'll, oh yeah, we'll get to. Oh, oh, I'll get. To, oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll do that right now. Right now, frontliner extraordinaire himself is on the line. This is my homie. What up, babe? What's going on, family? How's everyone doing? Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Glad to hear you. He is All the right, man. That's what's up, man. We ready to do this thing? Uh, Super Bowl week. Yeah, we are. I guess the last football game of the year, so we'll yeah, talk about okay. it. Okay. Now look who's here—the incredible G Six himself. What up, G? Yo, Nick. Yo. I'm sorry. Nick, what's up, babe? What's going on, man? Ready for this weekend? Finally, get to see uh, uh, a Super Bowl with a with with, with a talent that's just going to take over this game. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Okay. I- I'll be right back to you. This is crazy, man. Carl and Cino, what's your thoughts, man? Um, start with what Steve alluded to. You know, you have any thoughts on, on uh, I don't know, state of affairs exactly? Oh yeah, Carl. Yeah. One, one thing, when you, before, before you go in, uh, state of affairs, you know, game, you know, put, put a fifth, yeah, Chris, put a fifth minute for everybody. Let's talk about the game. If you have any thoughts with the Giants, and also the Saturday versus Sunday, which one you would rather have? I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. In that case, I'll answer that question last, uh, or first, I should say. Um, you would you need to tell me what time on Saturday the game would be. Uh, if you're telling me Saturday at 5 o'clock, uh, I would vote no on that. I like to have my Saturdays to myself to go out and have Sundays where everybody kind of just, you know, end of the week, sit down. You got the three, four hours or whatever. Bring the family over. Bring the friends over. 
do your cooking and stuff like that. And then once it's over, it's over. I know they're trying to get it on President's Day, I think maybe in the future, uh, in a couple of years, maybe next year. But uh, I'm more for the Sunday um, situation than, than Saturday. A championship game on a Saturday just seems a little, little nah, not for me. Um, as, as far as Super Bowl goes, hey, listen, both of these teams, well-deserving. Um, I've, I've been riding Cincinnati the whole way, as you guys know. Um, I thought they were a little bit undervalued, uh, especially in the last game going into the Chief game. Um, no one really gave a good explanation as to why the game that was played 25 days before the, the championship game was, was somehow going to be different the second time around. And as it turned out, there was really no difference between the first game and the second game. So from that standpoint, Cincinnati, uh, their defense has been um, underrated in this postseason. They've gotten a lot of turnovers. They've gotten uh, good play out of everybody, really, from, from the defensive line to the to the cornerbacks. Um, I think they've got a really good shot in this game. I'm going to pick them to win the game. Uh, not that I don't like the Rams, because I do like the Rams, and I think if the Rams were to win, it would say something be, uh, about the, the concept of team building. Um, I know a lot of people are spooked, fans, media, um, talent evaluators, management people about how the Rams went about building their team. Um, you know, the idea that, oh, we need to keep all of our first-round picks. We're, our, we have to protect our future when it turns out, you know what, the Rams are going to go, I think, into 2024 without a first-round pick, going like eight years. And they have shown that they've been able to find really good players throughout the draft from the second round on and be able to find players on other teams that other teams don't want for whatever reason and take advantage of the system. And who knows, maybe they win the championship on Sunday and it validates it. And if it does, that should give a signal to everybody that, you know what, that that way can work. So that's something that I'm, you know, hoping to see if that plays out as well. So if either team wins, I think it would be a great story um, on both sides. Uh, as far as the Giants, boy, um, how do, how do I want to, how do I want to start with this? Um, let's put it this way. They have gone 98 years without hiring a person of color as the head coach. So they average about, I think in the last 30 years, one coach every 3.5 years. <laughs> Not a good record. So the Giants are probably the last team in the world that can be lecturing anybody about knowing who, quote-unquote, the right man for the job is, okay? They have given up that right. So when someone complains or someone brings up the fact that the Giants have had this history of um, hiring history, the Giants can't dispute it because those are the facts. Those are the numbers. If the current coach that they have right now stays on until, I believe, it's uh, January of 2024, Five, which would be three full seasons, that means the Giants would have gone zero for 100 in terms of uh, having basically the same similar face as the head coach. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem to be any good to me, uh, just in lo- just, just playing the math out. Um, as far as the Rooney rule goes, you know, when someone says, this has been an argument that's been put forth in the last week or so, that you are, quote-unquote, trying to hire the best person for the job. If that is so, you need to tell me what the metrics are that determines who is the best person for the job. Because if you're telling me it's subjective, well, then 
I can make up any criteria and say that that's the reason a guy is more qualified than somebody else. Like you would have to tell me what were the, what were the metrics that the last coach, Joe Boob, had that qualified him for the job he was given. If you can't tell me that, then don't tell me he was the best person for the job because you don't know that. So the guy that they just brought in, is he the best person for the job? I don't know that. And certainly the Giants don't know that because they've been flushing through coaches the last six years. I think they're on the fourth one now. So they clearly don't know what a good coach is because they can't find one. And they haven't had one that's been any good since So in terms of finding out Flores and whether or not the thing was a sham or not, I certainly believe it was. I think that's obvious to anybody with two eyes, but, you know, it's only what you can prove legally. And I don't think perhaps that, you know, Flores can be able to win such a case against the Giants based on, you know, the sort of way the league is set up structurally and the way legal cases are, are brought about and, you know, either won or lost. Okay. Okay. Carl, thank you for that thought, bro. I'll be right back and you got because you have to finish it. You have to finish it. I know you have more to say. Not to knock what seven seven four one seven one and stakeholder extraordinaire himself, Mr. Bates. He's on for his five minute thing. So bro. Yeah, well, I mean let's let us let us let us keep that momentum going and talking about uh, the Giants because that's really why we're here. Um um at a level I'm disappointed and when I say disappointed, doesn't mean I'm surprised. Um, uh, most of us here are in our 40s to a certain extent or older, and we've been around the block a couple of times, meaning we've dealt with corporate America, we've dealt with America and what America's about. And um, to allude what was said earlier regarding um, best man for the job, and that is, in essence, bullshit. It's let's call it level of comfort. That's what it is. When you go out for an interview, your resume gets you in the door or your resume gets you in the door. They want to put eyes on you to see if they're comfortable with you. And there's other things, as we are black men talking, most of us, that we have to deal with, um, you know, or rules put in place for us to give us an opportunity to work, else we would not get selected for those jobs and we've all know we've been passed over for jobs where we felt we were qualified, and you might find out if you were at the same organization that someone else was more qualified for. To bring it back now, it's about level of comfort. When, and, then, and, and you guys may not believe me or not, but when they were interviewing from the general manager, and I heard Sean or Shane was the head, the favorite, I said to myself, if they pick this guy, he's going to pick the ball. And I don't think that's racist, but it's, it has racial components, meaning, meaning, so let me speed this up, meaning if this guy's a new GM, his first time doing this, he's not risking it getting not just a black GM, not just a black coach or any coach, that he feels he can't control or don't have a history with. He's going to pick someone he's comfortable with. It has nothing to do with right, good for the job. We all, they all say, oh, um, the ball's good for the job. We hope so. I like Flores because he seemed to be a proven winner with a bad product, which was 
uh, the Miami Dolphins. The way he played, the way he beat Belichick twice in a year, um, the, uh, ruling off eight of nine, that's impressive as a coach in a, in a division where it basically is just the Patriots and the Bills. Um, well, just the Patriots for years, and he was competitive. I like that. My only caveat for me not wanting him there personally was because he was not an offensively skilled coach, and I felt like we needed someone to really beef up our um, offense. But the scenario with the text and all that thing shows the other side, the veil, the velvet rope, whatever you want to call it, behind the scenes of why that is. And it's disheartening, and I feel bad for Coach Flores because I personally feel – that he's going to be the Kurt Flood of the NFL and he's going to give up his career, but hopefully some change can come from that. And I hope these guys that they picked, I'm, I'm reserving all comments because I don't know them because he's an offensive genius in, 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 uh, in Buffalo doesn't mean he's going to be a good head coach. But at least he was a coordinator, not an assistant. So I'm hoping that the, the team that's assembled is the best team for them to be successful but when they're picking coaches, it doesn't have nothing to do with the best. It, it deals with level of comfort. You're going to get your friend. If I was starting a podcast, you know what I'm saying, or starting a, business, a podcasting business, I'm going to get Steve, and I'm going to get, um, you know, the professor and, and, and some people off the show to bring me because I'm comfortable with them. That's really what their problem is. And the Rooney Rule really had that to bring um, – Black coaches are up, up and inspiring coaches in the forefront to give them an opportunity to showcase of somebody to take a risk on them, but it, it, it's really a shame. All right, moving along from that, um, I only want to watch Super Bowls on Sunday. That's why I grew up watching Super Bowls on Sunday. Um, the only other thing I would be amicable to do would be on Monday, not Saturday. Um, that's just me. Um, in terms of the football, personally, this is all personal for me. I'm an OBJ fan. He's on the Rams. I want the Rams to win. But if you were looking at the signs, it looks like, you know, um, it's really about the Bengals and the way the Bengals keep overcoming adversity. But I want, uh, just personal, I want the Rams to win because I want OBJ to win a chip. Okay. Great analysis. That's my homie. That's probably okay. More from that. Right. Okay. Jason himself is in the house. What's that now? So, you know, so uh, what Steve asked, just to, just to answer a couple of his questions, we'll start with changing the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. Sunday wow. is an unofficial national holiday. Whether you're in the That's military, right. you're locked up in the prison system, you're in corporate America. That is an unofficial national holiday. That date is designated for routines to be broken for that said day. Okay? Period. There, there is no changing that day. It's a holiday, unofficially. We just wanted to clear the air on that. Number two, as Steve mentioned also, what did I think about some of the playoff games? Honestly, they were okay, but there was so much Giants news. Okay, to go around to fill up, to fill up my time as far as the Giants. I watched a little bit of, 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 the, of the playoff game, but there was so much Giants stuff to digest 
to watch, to listen to, to research, that took pretty much all of my time. As far as the matchups, I'm looking forward to seeing OBJ. That's all I care about. Once a giant, always a giant, okay? <laughs> I cannot wait to see what Lou Amarano does to try uh, to stop that guy wherever he's set up, whether it be an inside slot, out on the side, if he's, in, if, if he's running in the back, if he's doing the Wildcats. That's cool and all that. I'm also looking to see what Darren, Will, Darren Simmons, the special teams coach, tries to play against when OBJ is set up as the punt returner or the kick returner. This whole game is going to be nothing but Odell Beckham Jr. winning that chip, and that's all that I care about. That's the most important matchup, what OBJ, OBJ does to take over this game. What about BJ Hill? I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> what about Eli Apple? What about Eli Apple? Oh, whatever. Oh. This, listen, okay. listen. This is about OBJ. That's all we care about. I want him to win a chip, man. I hope they scheme well for him because that that guy's going to take off. Whatever he's put into. All right. Hey, and as far, as far as the Rooney rule, look, I mean, I don't – it's you – know, you know, Banks hit the nail on the coffin. I mean, why, why would you waste somebody's time? I mean, this is all about wasting somebody's time. Why, why would Bill Belichick knows, know – why would he be involved or knows what goes on in the Giants organization and mistakenly dials the wrong Brian? I mean, it's, it's, it's very suspect. Um, you're wasting a man's time to come up there, interview, whatever, and then you got a coach from another team congratulating the wrong person. It's a sham. Um, it, it, it needs to be addressed. It's going to be addressed because now we got the Colin Kaepernick situation part two, and it will be addressed by a payoff. I gotta pick up my food. See you guys later. Okay, Jay. All right, bro. Bye. All right. Not you not four seven seven four one seven one. G six is in the house for his five minutes. What's up? What's up, sir? What up, homie? Glad to, we, man, I'm glad to did be here. G six. Steve, what's up, baby? All we're covering here. Prediction of the game, uh, Rooney Rule, and uh, what else are we talking about? The game. Right, so. <laughs> Saturday, yeah, Sunday. I mean, for the game. We can start with that. That's easy. Keep it on Sunday. I mean, come on, man. We grew up with Super Bowl on Sunday. Why, why would you move it? Uh, just Thank keep you. it. That's a holiday, man. I mean, you know, everybody wearing Thank their you. jerseys. No matter, no matter how bad the team was, everybody's out and about. During the day, getting your yep. wings and pizza and everything else. Nah, leave it, leave it on Sunday. Rooney rule-wise, eh. I mean, the Rooney rule, we got to look at it. I look at it two ways. Uh, did I want Brian Flores? No. I don't like his demeanor. I don't like I – don't, I, don't, I, don't, I never really liked him like that. To me, he's a Tommy Toughnuts just like Joe Judge. He had a little bit more success because he got a little bit more – he had a little bit more competent GM in, in, in Miami. But, yeah, he's a Tommy Toughnut dude. And I don't I, – I want to get away from that. That's one. Uh, does the, is the, is, do they, are there sham interviews? Sure. Sure there are sham interviews. Uh, to me, it just holds up the process. It just, it just holds up the process, and it just keeps teams from assembling their staff 
that they're going to assemble anyway. Uh, it, just, it just holds up the process to me. Um, does he have a case or, you know, does he have some validity to what he's saying? As far as, far as the discrimination, no. Uh, now, the stuff that went on in Miami about trying to throw games and all that, that's, that's you know, that remains to be seen. The discrimination part, I don't think so. I kind of take Tiki Barber's, uh, you know, analogy with that. Yeah, the Giants have never had a black head coach and this, that, and the third. But um, at the end of the day, um, hey, it, 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 I own a business. Uh, there has to be, there has to be a, a balance between who I can get along with and who's going to further my company. So that you have to, you to be able to work with the person. Uh, it's not always about who can get, you know, it, it, there's a fine balance between that. So I get Mara saying or, or, or Shane saying, hey, Dable's my man. That's my guy. You know, that's, that's the heat league. Unless you, unless you convince me otherwise, that's my man. I'm going with him. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, as far as the staff, uh, I'm going to tell you why I like the Dable hire. Look at the staff he's putting together. Uh, Steve and Chris, look at the staff. Look at the people that um, he's bringing on. They they have a they have a big reach when it comes to teachers, people who uh, get the best out of players, and uh, you know uh, just o- overall people who have been successful in college and in the, and in the pros. They have they have a wide net of uh, coaches that they're bringing in. Uh, I think with tonight, I think the last person I saw was the Vanderbilt uh, linebacker's coach. I think he coached with uh, Dable and uh, Martindale before. Uh, Black guy. I can't, he got like an African name. But uh, those are the type of hires that, uh, those are the type of teachers you want on your coaching staff. Uh, When Joe Judge assembled his staff, it was eh. And then you chopped it, you you topped it off with Gary. It was like eh. You know, Freddie Kickers, eh. Uh, You kept tight Tobert, eh. I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed in, impressed with it. Uh, I thought it was Mara in, in, influence a lot. So I, I'm happy with what, what, what you know where we're going with the team. I'm I'm satisfied. Uh, you know they're going to make some tough decisions. There's going to be some fan favorites that get, don't make it uh, into free agency. Uh, they're going to get cut, and we just got to wait back, sit back and wait, man. You know I'm I'm optimistic. I'm I always am. You know y'all know that. Uh, I gave Gettleman a try. I gave you a shot. I told you it was a three-year uh, evaluation on him. He failed the test. But um, I'm, I'm optimistic. We need to right the ship. This team been bad a long time. And we all just want to get back to winning ways. But uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. Just sitting back waiting, waiting for the Super that? Bowl. How do you see the Super Bowl? How do you see the Super Bowl? Yeah, how do you see the Super Bowl? I, I, think, I think it's the Rams, man. I think, I think getting there before, I think the core players on that team have been, uh, you know, Von Miller's 1-1. Uh, Aaron Donald was there, lost it, bad case in your mouth. Sean McVay has been there, lost it, bad case in your mouth. Uh, you know, I think that that message will resonate with that team and the guys who haven't been there, you know, the Ramseys, the OBJs, the Cups, and everybody. I'm, Cup might have been there too, I can't remember. But, uh, you know, they don't want to take that. They don't want to take that anymore. That's, that, that's not a good feeling uh, when you lose that Super Bowl and you got to go through the whole offseason with that taste in your mouth. Uh, as far as, um, you know, hey, but the Bengals have uh, persevered. They kind of remind me of the Giants a little bit. Um, you know, people are expecting them to lose. They win. They keep winning. I love Burrow. I hate Eli Apple. So uh, I'm kind of torn on uh, – that's the reason why I went with the Rams. I can't stand Eli Apple, man. I mean, he won, he uh, won and made it to the Super Bowl uh, in, in the first – 
the first thing he did, Chris, was go to Twitter. Two minutes later, who does that? You not you not celebrating with your guys? You went to Twitter. So that lets me know oh. he's an outsider in that locker room too. He's an outsider in that yep. locker room. Too. He's weird. Yep. Yep. He's, yep. he's not. He's not congregating amongst the players. And uh, that's always been Eli Apple. He's a loner. That's just what he's gonna do. But uh, I got the Rams, man. I just think that D line gonna just be too much. Now let's be honest. If the Titans had a better offense, they had the Titan game. I mean, even though Burrow had good numbers in that game, I but thought, they had. A, what was it? Night. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, finish up, finish up. So, I was saying, yeah, I mean, the Titans have a little bit better of an offense. That, that game, come on, man, they scored 19 points in that game. The Titans did a great job on them. So, I just think the, I just think if they if they can beat up on Burrow, I think the Rams can score more points. They're explosive offense. I mean, I think that's good. I think that's what you, I think that's what we're looking at, man. 27-17. Okay. 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 Just put the damn score up. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, Steve, look, I'm going to be brief with this. For the first time in my life, I got to tell you, oh, first of all, hey, Saturday's out of the question. Sunday's a national holiday for us to wear our team's jerseys, to eat some chicken wings, to commiserate with all our, 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 our stakeholders and frontliners and partners we ain't seen a bit. To, to cheer for our team, that's our day. No, it ain't no damn Saturday. Saturday's for college football. Let them have that. Okay, end of that. Uh, for the first time in my life, I am torn on a Super Bowl prediction. Okay? Everything looks sunny in California, man. They had SoFi Stadium, their home stadium. They got all the stars that came out. You know, the ticket prices are higher than they ever been. Only the, Only the – the elite are showing up to this thing. The the Rams are at full strength. Uh, everything looks great. But, you know, G6 just said, hey, let's face it, the Titans should have won that game. Well, uh, I have a problem with this high-powered Los Angeles Rams offense as well. Yeah, they, they put the beating on Arizona, but that's where it ended. They should have lost the guy. If it wasn't for a last-second last goddamn interception, they might have been fucking victim to Tom Brady once again, okay? And last week, I have to put it bluntly, Jimmy Garoppolo just fucked up well, two weeks ago, rather. Okay? He just did it. I, I, I'm going to just leave that right there. They, wasn't blow, they didn't blow those last two teams out, and they didn't look like they could, okay? I'll just put it this way in, in closing for this. I truly believe that this game is going to come down to something very, very obvious. The Rams have to rush Joe Burrow, rinse and repeat, rush Joe Burrow, rinse and repeat. Okay, because the biggest matchup in this game is that whole Rams defensive line against Cincinnati's pressure-prone fucking pass protectors. Okay? Now, y'all see Aaron Donald, and that, and that, and that defensive front, Speaking of the 49ers game, they had Jimmy Garoppolo scrambling for his damn life in the second half of that game. You know, they didn't get a sack, but they didn't need to because he was pressured on every single pass that he tried to throw until he got that interception. Now, Joe Burrow is great against the pressure, okay, but he still completes passes when he's under pressure. And he showed that against the Titans and the Chiefs, okay? But the Rams' pressure is an entirely different beast, man. But – you also got to remember the flip side of having a pass rush like that is leaving the middle part of the field vulnerable for his, 
he got an ability to get the ball out quick. Because he made T. Higgins a household name against the Chiefs with those slants, yo. Okay? So, on top of bringing the heat, you know, uh, the Rams are just going to have to protect themselves against those kinds of plays when the, you know, when the pass rushers, rushers can't get the burrow. I think those, that's the key to the game right there. Ah, the Rooney rule. It was meant to be fair. It was done in good faith. And every, every team in the National Football League signed off on it when it happened. They said, yes, we're going to give everybody a fair shot, you know, because obviously we've excluded a lot of good coordinators, coaches, and general managers. That's what they said they would do. They all shook hands. They had the big photo op. They had the big press conference. They said, this is what we're going to do in the name of diversity and fairness, Okay. But, see, you can't actually watch the door for 20 years. If you, if you didn't hire nobody to watch the door, then cats after a while. Because these are, even though the, the NFL is a private, um, they have, um, the, each team is a private club, you know, they have the, the public scrutiny is it's just going to be a matter before that gets in because of your hiring practices. Okay? And that's what happened here. The Giants got sloppy. The Giants got slopped, okay? That's, that's just not Belichick's fault. And really, to a point, it's not really Brian Flores' fault. He was just insulted so much that he went ahead and he pulled the entire trigger there, okay? What should have happened is if you didn't – you shouldn't have let it out because somehow it got out, okay? And they got their hands caught in the cookie jar, and as a result, every other team in this goddamn league panicked. You've seen what happened down at Houston with Houston because of this shit, okay? You see what's happening over there in um, um, Miami because of this shit, okay? This is a mess right now. It's a bad look as far as perception, and it needs to be fixed, and they need to damn somehow. And I love I love the analogy that you said in terms of um, Kurt Flood because that's that's he is he is the grandfather of, of these kind of situations. Yo, this needs to be fixed, and I mean immediately. They need to kowtow, bend over, step and fetch it, do something for um, um, Brian Flores, and give a hardcore, not that damn cookie-cutter bullshit explanation they had. They need to explain themselves to everybody because it was a bad, bad look, and they got caught. As far as the Giants concerned, real quick, because I ain't going to use all this three. I ain't going to use this five minutes. I ain't going to do that. As far as the Giants concerned, at the, at the same time, the Giants are changing the culture in the building. You know, they're changing the culture in the building. They're doing really, really great shit. It's, um, Joe Shane is doing great stuff. You know, they, they got Mike Groh today to coach the wide receivers. They got Andre Patterson to do the um, to coach the defensive line. So Tony Soprano, not Soprano. I, well, yeah, I don't know how you want to say his name. Uh, Soprano, whatever. He's going he's gonna to take care of the uh, offensive line. And they're doing things where – the old guard is not there anymore. So there's a culture change. You've got to change your culture before you build the team. I totally agree with that. Let the process begin. I'm a New York Giants fan for life. Let's see where it takes us. Steve, you up. 929-477-4171. Please, Blue Show. And Azul is, is on the line. All right. I'm going to do an outside in approach. So I'll start with... I'm against all you guys on this line tonight. I am for a Saturday Super Bowl. I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna paint a picture real quick. I, you know, Carl, to answer your question, ideally, I say start around 7:30ish Eastern Eastern Standard Time. You know, it's gonna be a long game. 
and I'm a sports fan all together. So the way I would love to see it as a sports fan all together, I would like to see a Super Bowl from 7.30 all the way up until midnight. And then after that, give, a, give us a big prize UFC fight, big prize boxing fight after that, go into like uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. I would see? love that personally. What, what, what? Vegas, see? No, I'm just oh, saying. Like, I'm, no, I'm like- saying like this is how I would like to see it. And then you can always sleep it off, recover on Sunday. Don't have to burn a holiday if you work during the week. You know, I would prefer that. It, it, that's a that's a dream situation. You have more than enough time with a bye week to do it on a Saturday like that. Go all out. You have the whole. You probably get better ratings. You can have the rest of the world watch it if you're really about the ratings. I would go that route. Me personally, and especially if you're a person who's go to the Super Bowls, you could fly back that Sunday wherever from L.A., Florida, wherever. Now you have time to recover and, and still get about your business. So that's that Saturday Super Bowl. All right, matchup. Uh, listen, man, I want the Bengals to win. I think the Rams are going to pull it off. And here's my concerns on both sides. First of all, I think the Bengals' special teams is going to have to be important in this one. As far as field position, securing the ball, they did a great job versus uh, the last couple of weeks or the last couple of games uh, in, that, in that position, kicking, you know, making field goals, clutch field goals. Uh, securing the ball, good field position, did a fantastic job. Right now, the, the tight end, Zuma, I don't know his status. I think he should be ready to go, but he's a key part in their offense, and I thought the offensive line for the uh, the Bengals is, is really piecemeal. Uh, I really I really like what uh, the left tackle has done. Uh, you know, the guy from Alabama, Williams, I think it was, the one we wanted in the draft that year. Yeah. He fills in yeah. perfectly. They're not a great line. They, they, for whatever reason, they're riding the hot wave. They're playing well. And Joe Burrow has made very good throws. He's not really a clutch quarterback. You saw what he's done at LSU. He's a big-time quarterback. I like his swagger as far as, you know, you know he's kind of got a, Joe, a little bit of Joe Namath in him off the field. You know, I like it. You know, it's fun, you know. Now, Matthew Stafford, can he keep it up? He's done an excellent job in that Ram game. He didn't do it much as much to fuck it up in the uh, Niner game. And if he plays his game, he should be fine. And I agree with Lip as far as OBJ impact. He's been great with catching the ball as far as targets to reception ratio, as far as making the necessary catches. He's been in a great addition for them. And I expect that to continue. And I'm, of course, we're going to... Shit. That's my that's my five minutes. That's, no way. That's got to be no, three. But, all right, I'll, I'll wrap. I'll, I'll, I'll be real quick, real quick. The Ramsey-Chase matchup, I'm going to be looking at. I'll have more to say. I'll come back to this on my final thoughts so we got to make uh, everybody get in. Now, let me get to the Giants. Listen, I haven't really studied the entire thing off the field like you guys have, to be quite honest. But from what I know, yeah, it sounds like the Giants fucked up. And listen, this is what I would like to see with the Rooney rule, if the intention of the rule, they're going to have to have some sort of, I would think, uh, like a third independent, uh, 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 put together a committee outside of the teams to make sure the process of the Rooney rule went through a good faith intentions to, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, you know, hiring for a black uh, head coach. You know, I they, I think that's what the NFL needs. They need to have that to make sure everybody has went through a fair process for that because the intent of the rule is what it needs to be. Like you said, Chris, they need to go follow through with the act, and it seems like the Giants messed up. However, I am kind of with G6 as far as I can't knock the guy Shane for bringing in his own guys because that's kind of how it works. 
You hire somebody from right. the outside, they're going to bring in the guys that they know. So I didn't expect the Giants to hire a black head coach on that aspect if you bring in a guy like Shane from the Bills. Like, he's going to bring in his own guys, and that's kind of what worked with success with Buffalo the last four years. However, I will say like this, because – Listen, John, I don't want to get too deep because I could be here for another five minutes on my explanation, but I'll try to sum it up like this. I've been a Giants fan since 80, since a little after the strike here, so 88. I inherited one Super Bowl. I inherited eight uh, uh, football championships, you know? I became a fan because my father was a Giants fan. He's been big blue. You know, I, I inherited through the family. Did I ever look at my team, as far as inheriting the coaches and staff, uh, were there any black players? I never looked at any of my teams, the Yankees, Giants, Knicks, Rangers, whatever, that, okay, you know, we need a black head coach. I never looked at things. I want the best uh, quality, uh, uh, best available person for the job, whether he ha- if he happens to be black, great. If he happens to be white, great. If he happens to be Latino, great. I want the best available guy for the job. But I am also on the other side – if you're going to do the Rooney rule, follow through the intentions of the rule. But I'll even go a step further, and I know my time is pretty much up. The Giants only have had maybe, what, six general managers in team history? One happens to be black, and one happens to, in, you know, win a Super Bowl in Jerry Reese. So I don't look at the head coach as the, the end-all, be-all, you know, the answer for team, you know, you know culture and all that. Listen, sometimes you, you come from where you come from. You, you can't control that. You represent that. You represent your heritage and all that. I, I'm all for that. But get the best guy for the job. And Jerry Reese, who happens to be a black general manager for, what, 10 years on that team? He won a Super Bowl. I, I celebrate that. I respect that. Not only just because he was a black man that did it, but also for the fact that he bleeds blue. He was representing a team that bleeds blue in the New York football giants. I'm for sports fans like this, Chris, and I want to get, you know, too deep. I think we all can say this, like Bake says it all the time. We all say this. We bleed blue. We rep these teams because these are the teams we, because we're a generation of fans that we are team first, everything else second. Like the team you pick, Chris, like you did back in the days with the uh, the police athletic athletic league, is that's the, that's your one yep. choice. You're gonna ride it out to the day you die, and that's yep. the mindset of the generation of fans on this platform. I don't think yep. we're on it. We're because okay, this was a black guy, or this was a white guy, or this was a Spanish guy. I don't think none right. of us would say it like that. We do want to give fair uh, fair uh, process to the Rooney. I'm all for that. But I also have another angle I want to get to G6. My time is pretty much up. But G6, I'm with you on that part. And this is the reason – I'm going to be real. This is the reason why – and I'm, and Herb Bakes kind of allude to this. The Bleed Blue Show is here because of we want to be about our own narrative, sports fans doing their own shit, sports fans talking that shit. You know, Chris and I happen to be black men, no surprise there, right? But we're not going to bitch and complain about not having a job on ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever because we couldn't get hired because we black. Rich said, you know what, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to bring whatever people we want to rock with us, regardless of their color, to come rock with us, despite us being black men. We're going to do our own thing. And I, I kind of wish if some people really feel and believe that, I'm like, I'm more of Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders... Say, I'll, you know, I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to, you know, I'll go to 
run a, a, a head coaching job at an HBCU, and you see what this guy is doing? He is literally taking the best high school football players that would normally go to D1 colleges and bring them to HBCU. I rather respect that route. I respect the route the G6 does. He's an entrepreneur. He's going to do his own thing. He's not going to kowtow to anybody else. You know what? If you really believe what you really believe in, start your own movement. And that's what the Believe Blue Show is here. All right. I'm sorry for my long minute rant. Nah, that was worth it. That was worth it. And yes, indeed, everybody, you just heard the Believe. You just heard Azul's and just speaking knowledge, man, right here on the Bleed Blue platform. Oh, well, you know what? That's why I like being here because, you know, I, I get to be with, with people that I, I can trust and I can I can take, take their counsel and I can manifest this into real life. That's what we're supposed to be, real football fans. Just not rah-rah, I don't like the way he ran or how he fumbled the ball. Got to give an edge of cerebral to it. Notes on Twitter. You were you were you had more to say, man. I want you to do it right now, and then uh, Biggs and, and G Six can chime in after that. Yeah, you know the Giants could have kind of shut all this down by just shutting the fuck up the second that they knew or had inkling of who they thought was going to be the next coach. Hey, hey, let me give you this sort of timeline. When when the That's general true. manager was first interviewed. Uh, Shane, I think it was on a Monday. It was the first. He was the first of like nine dudes that were interviewed. It came right. out that night, depending on who you read, that it was already being leaked that he was the front runner before the other eight dudes were even interviewed. It's like, wait a second, can you just can someone just shut the hell up? Like, yep. And so that then played into the role of the of the coaching search, where once he was interviewed, and the other guys hadn't been interviewed yet, it was like, oh well, he's the front runner. So that sort of just plays a situation out where because no one wants to just keep their mouth shut, that then right. allows information to leak to God knows who. And then eventually, as we saw, Flores got the information from Bill, uh, from Belichick, who clearly got the information from someone within the Giants. I have an idea. But that if everybody had just been quiet to start with, none of this would have happened. So you have right. to so you look at it from that standpoint. And the other thing, too, you know, Steve was just mentioning about, you know, we never thought about, you know, the coach or the quarterback, you know. I mean, the coach, you know, you know, and whatever call they are. And I, I, I also, uh, you know, uh, ascribe to that as well. Um, you know, where, where I start, I remember when I first started hearing about, about this, it might have been, been like Mike and the Mad Dog, maybe 15 or 20 years ago, where they were describing, you know, certain guys, when, 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 when the Giants were looking for coaches, and they would say, this guy, quote, unquote, looks like a Giants coach, or this guy, quote, unquote, looks like a Giants quarterback. Well, what does that right. mean? So if you just then, if you take that statement alone, and those guys, you know, hold weight in terms of some of the stuff that they say, and then you say, okay, looks like fill in the blank. And then you look at, the history of who the Giants have had at coach, GM, quarterback, those are really sort of the main three that we're sort of talking about here. The math is, you know, the, the, the results are the results. Like we see, we, you know, the, the 98 times three is what, 294 years? Like those are the results. So whenever we're evaluating, let's say we're evaluating quarterbacks, you know, for, for you know, the Giants in, in the draft and, previous years, maybe this year, maybe in the future, you know, 
we only, you know, maybe the ownership looks at it this way. When, when you say somebody looks like the Giants, well, sometimes that may not look like what past Giants might look like. So thus, there is a belief, at least in the minds of some, that if that particular person, no matter how talented he may be, is not selected, that because the team has had a certain look, quote, unquote, throughout the history, that that is what they are, um, what's the best way I can say, you know, drawn to, because that's all they know. Well, if, if that is in play, well, then are we sort of, um, having blinders to guys that don't fit the perceived um, look that the team has always had. And I think that's where a, a portion of the fans come down on this, is that if somebody doesn't – if Flores, if he was going to be the coach, all right, whatever. But that guy hasn't looked like all the other guys that the Giants have had a coach. So the idea comes from, okay, he doesn't look Real like quick. that. Maybe he has those traits, but he is not going to get the same look as somebody else who resembles what they've already had before, which then manifests itself into quote unquote comfort um, and all that other, you know, sort of, you know, you know, words, code language that, that you, you know, you hear throughout corporate America and in the workplace. Real, real got quick, I got a follow-up question for you, Carl. Not, not that anything you said was wrong, but I want to put it like this. And if anybody can answer this question and also, you know, real quick, when we had went to that 2018 NFL draft, I, Chris, you heard me on this episode. It's not, it's all there. I wanted Dwayne Haskins, all right, as my yeah. quarterback that year. I've been adamant, and now we yeah. see what had happened with him in Washington as a black quarterback. I wanted him not because he was not just because the quarterback. A little bit in me was like, you know, he's a black quarterback. He, I think he would be good. He had a big time year in Ohio State. Apparently, it did not work out. So, Carl, my question to you: How would you look at Dwayne Haskins now as a quarterback? Because this all ties in. Because the Giants never had a starting quarterback. You know, a franchise starting quarterback. Now that that has kind of went down, would you have regretted drafting him? because of what has happened with him in Washington, similar to Daniel Jones because of poor production, or would you just wanted to have the quarterback because he didn't look like a Giants quarterback historically? I, I, I uh, wanted I mean, to get everybody's you know, thoughts on that. Well, you know, I mean, hey, listen, bad picks are bad picks. You know, for, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't, it didn't work out with him. You know, if he had – I guess it would be better asked if, if he had the talent, right? Let's say he had the exact same um, – Mm-hmm. Qualification, not qualification, not the right word. But let's say all this, all the stuff in terms of makeup and all that stuff was exactly the same as the quarterback that the Giants ended up drafting. With those two options in play, there is a school of thought that is out that the Giants would have taken Jones instead because of the fact that he resembles what the Giants have always had before, independent of the results that eventually followed. Because the year before, if you just use this as an example, you know, there was an idea that the Giants would never take Lamar Jackson in a million years. Reasons unknown still to this day. Why was that? Nobody seems to really give a good answer. So it's out there. Just like in that same draft, actually, like I still, I still contend to this day that if the Giants had the choice between Jones and Kyler Murray, they never would have taken Kyler Murray. Reasons why? I don't know. But that, that, that belief is out there. That, that is correct. Okay. All right. Thanks. 
you and, and don't forget, man, more more Super Bowl. Give us some more Super Bowl thoughts as we wrap up. Go ahead, Bakes. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go All ahead. right, so uh, let, let me switch up and come back because I really want to get get on that, but I'm I'm, I'm trying to remain calm. But um, during the during the playoffs, I thought the playoffs were pretty good. There was some very exciting games, um, especially in the AFC. Some great ones in the NFC. Um, my initial pick, I thought it was going to be going into the playoffs. I thought it was going to be um, Green Bay versus uh, versus Kansas City. And um, once once again, uh, Green Bay shows that they could going in with a high seed. Uh, they can't win that can't win a big game at home, and that was disappointing, but um, not shocking. What was shocking is what the Chiefs did. Um, I, I really don't know if the Chiefs lost that game or the Bengals win. I know the Bengals did come back and erase that game because I was watching that game, and in the first five minutes, it was 21-3, to three, like in the first five, six minutes of that game. And I went to sleep. I was like, man, this thing is over. I went to sleep. I got comfortable on my couch. And I woke up, and it was 21-21. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, okay, it's a game now. And they still had opportunities, and it just felt like Mahomes was playing around. It felt like Mahomes was playing around and, you know, didn't not taking it seriously. Even when they went to overtime, I'm like, yo, they won, they won the coin toss. They need to march down the field and score and, and stop playing around. And they, you know, give credit at that point. Uh, the Bengals took that momentum. That's why I'm kind of worried um, that they have the momentum going into this game. But it's a whole, you know, it's been a two-week break. I don't know if the momentum can carry over two weeks, but still want the Rams to win. Circling back to this issue, because I think this is the issue that is bigger um, than the Super Bowl. is bigger than sports, but people don't want to talk about it. But it's good that we're talking about it. And uh, Steve alluded to, you know, building your own brand and not wanting to. Yet in certain instances, I respect that, like this instance. But what if there's a scenario where you wanted to, like I went to Syracuse, what I went to school for broadcasting, and, you know, I wanted to be the next Stuart Scott, and, you know, I went and the pinnacle and I thing, and I got to ESPN, but I didn't get my shot. Is it because I'm black? I don't know, or whatever the case is. But the, the, this is America. So if someone wants to do something like that, they should have an opportunity. And what we're talking about is opportunity. Opportunities are few and far between when you have a certain hue. You understand? And, and I know I've been victim of that. And I'm sure many of you other gentlemen have been victim of that. We try not to um, wear it or let it get us down because we know still striving and you know maybe it's not the, the first opportunity, but maybe it's the hundredth opportunity. Um, the, the dynamics are skewed. If you look at the league, the league is over 70% black when it comes to players. The league, when it comes to front office ownership, is 99% white. Um, is, it, is it about race? No, but it's about representation, too. Um, we love the sport. The, 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 the players who the sport opportunities to go back into the game you don't see that because they, they know there's no opportunity for them. It's kind of like baseball. Look at baseball. Baseball used to be an all-white sport and blacks integrated. Now it's really a Latin sport. And you see the trends that are happening now in the Latin sport where coaches and front office is starting to change to represent the landscape 
of the sport. Football has not. Football is, you know, they say baseball is is the, the old timey sport, but I see more transition in baseball. Now, maybe a lot of it is because there is a language barrier that other cultures can't break, and that's why they need them. But it's 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 progressed maybe because it has to. Football hasn't progressed because it hasn't had to. Football doesn't like issues where they sweep things under the rug. So what could happen? More than likely, they'll pay off Coach Flores, and he'd probably never have an opportunity to coach again, which is sad because he's a really good coach, in my personal opinion. Because when, when we wanted, when we were interested in him, I went and I did the research, and I read the articles, and I looked at things, and I was like, this dude took this team, had them dudes running. We, we went to Miami. We saw how they played against us. Them dudes, them players were playing for that coach, and at the end, that's all you really want. So it's sad in that specific instance. I won't call it 100% racist, but I would say it's a lack of representation across the board. Uh, and But on the other side is you can't force anyone. It's their, it's their ball. So if they want to cry, you cry and take it home, they can. So they want to choose who they want, but it's not their representation. So the Rudy rule to me is a sham. All right. Got it. G6, give your final thought, bro. Yes, sir. Um, now, as far as, far as uh, the Rooney Rule go, uh, we, if we look at – you got to look at the other side. It's actually working for general managers. That's what's funny about this whole conversation. <laughs> if you look at statistics, yeah. it's working for general managers. Um, you got hired this year. So it's actually working in one phase, and it's not working in the other. Uh, a lot of people chop that up to be, you know, uh, you got the general manager. The owner usually has, uh, I guess, last say-so or a hand on the shoulder of that general manager, so it's an easier hire to bring somebody in of color uh, versus the head coach who essentially everything that goes on on the field, they're in control of that. So uh, I guess there could be a discrepancy and maybe the, where the racism may come in at. Uh, as far as I, I think I heard uh, the first guy, I, 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 is it Carl? Maybe uh, there yeah. is there is a, there is a thing going out, going around, and it's just speculation. But there was a rumor that uh, gentleman wanted Lamar, and Chris Mara vetoed that. Uh, and the verbiage that mm. was used, and this came out maybe a month ago. The verbiage that was used was, "We don't need a, we don't need a rapper at quarterback." So. Take it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what a grain of salt. Uh, somebody, an uh, mm-hmm. ex-employee with the uh, Giants, put that out there in the atmosphere. Is it valid? It, you know, we don't know if it's valid or not, but if that's the case, then, there you go. Uh, as far as Haskins go, uh, Chris, uh, Steve, I'm with you on that. My thing is this. Uh, I was I was even killed on DJ and Haskins. I thought they did two different things in their college careers. Uh, I saw a benefit in both of them. I still see a benefit in DJ. Uh, Mara just flat out admitted that they botched that kid. Uh, even if he's never going to be a Josh Allen or he's never going to be a Patrick Mahomes, uh, you don't need that. Eli was never elite, ever, never elite. Uh, did he have some great seasons? And was he clutch as hell? Hell yeah. I'll roll with Eli any playoff game. Uh, that, he has some mediocre or average uh, seasonal stats. So you don't need an elite guy to win Super Bowls. That's one. You about to piss Chris off with this shit? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, had, hey, you don't. I, I don't know if because I don't know if you're an Eli guy, but Eli was never elite. I'm sorry. 
He never was. Hey, he man, never I, had elite numbers. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, my man. I'm sorry, my man. We'll have an overtime. We'll talk about it in overtime. We're going to move this to overtime. We'll wrap it up real quick because we're out of time. But hey, we're, wrap it up. Hey, fellas, hold on. We're going to wrap it up. Okay, uh, real quick, um, um, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher app, Google Podcasts, um, uh, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, everywhere on, on social media. Check us out. You see Steve's face when you get when you get there, so you'll know you're in the right right spot. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. Thanks to Lit Bakes, Carl at C Notes at on Twitter, G six, uh, myself I guess, and and the fantastic Azul. We'll see you on the other side really 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 quick. Sangre Azul, and let's get on out of here right quick. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Peace. All right. All right. Let me hold on. Chris cut me off. I'm going to say this. Enjoy your Super Bowl. All right. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to be back in two weeks. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, enjoy the episodes from this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Heavy Giants, uh, some Super Bowl stuff. Probably talk about it when we get back. Congress, who ladies and gentlemen, bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.